Hi, I'm Melanie Huggard. Welcome to Eavesdropping, a conversation between two life consultants where we talk about the questions that can be scary. These are conversations that spark curiosity, insight, perspective, and breakthrough. This podcast might trigger you, and I actually hope that it does. I hope that it triggers you into growth. Let's dive in. All right, Rachel. Hello, hello. Great to have you. Okay. It's so good to be here. Yep. So this will be for the YouTube channel, and then right. and then we're recording also for the podcast, eavesdropping. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah. Everybody, this is Rachel. She is um, a consultant here mm-hmm. locally in Reading. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be in Reading to access her. Yeah, a lot of mine, if not a majority, are other places. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any of my clients are in Reading. Yeah, it's always kind of fun. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I always comment on that the day out. I'm like, oh my gosh, isn't it so nice? <laughs> None of my clients are in Reading. Let's yeah. sh- okay, let's show everyone. Obviously, the podcast, if people aren't going to be able to see this, but yeah, yeah, yeah. let's show everyone our oh, nails. Yeah, this yeah. is the moment. See our nails. <laughs> Cheers. I, I'm going to admit, though, this wasn't a happenstance. I did this on purpose to match her. <laughs> she got some, and I thought, I need it just like that. <laughs> so I went to the same people and literally asked for the same thing. Yeah, and yeah. I love my nails. I got these done for my daughter's party. And um, mm-hmm. they for those on the podcast, it's a black tip French manicure is what we got. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're beautiful. I love it. They are beautiful. They are beautiful. Um, so Rachel, I was like, stop talking. Let's start the podcast because yeah. you started sharing something very interesting about you that I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. Um, that you read PhD books. <laughs> well, that I'm a nerd. I mean, I just like, <laughs> I fall like, asleep. I, yeah. Like the other night I was up awake and I couldn't fall asleep. And so I thought like, I'm going to go read a PhD dissertation. So I went and did that. <laughs> yes. Did it but, help you fall asleep? No, what? Then it then led me down a rabbit trail of like, oh, interesting. I wonder more about this thing. And I was like, I think this didn't really work out super great. Uh-huh. But I think when they go into the like, the factual information and uh-huh. they give you the graphs and all yeah. that, that'd yeah. probably make anyone fall asleep. But probably. I kind of skimmed over that. Part. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, do you have a TV in your bedroom? No. That's awesome. No, I don't have a TV. I mean, I have like a little iPad that I'll like do work on, uh-huh. but I don't have a TV in my bedroom. That's good. Yeah. That's so good. Um, is that on purpose? Like, tell me why you don't have a TV in your Oh, bedroom. I just, uh, to be honest, I've never even thought to have a TV in my bedroom. <laughs> so a little it bit. It never occurred to me in my mind to do that. Yeah. That yeah. Makes, to me, that makes sense because of how you grew up. So share a little bit mm. about... How you sure. grew up. Yeah. Um, I was a missionary kid. Mm-hmm. So I was born and raised in Thailand, so in Asia. Um, I was the youngest of four kids. And we lived in a very tiny town that was kind of a an odd mix of, like, both rural and then city. So, like, five minutes from me is, like, rice paddies and huts wow. and, you know, poor, poor. And then, wow. like, five minutes later, it's like, oh, here's a mall. Wow. So it was kind of an odd place that we lived um, but yeah, so I grew up there and then I moved when I was 16, I moved out of my parents' house and I moved to America mm-hmm. on my own and then started a whole process there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as far as my childhood is concerned, it was all in Asia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
fun. <laughs> Such a different life than yeah. what it would have been growing up here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Way different. So, you fast forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're, tw- um, you're married. Yeah. Um, how long have you been married? I've been married four years. Four years. I think. <laughs> My husband jokes all the time. He's like, I feel like I'm the woman in the marriage because I remember how long we've been married. I remember our anniversary. I remember the dates of things. I don't know. My husband, too. I, I always forget the date of our anniversary. Um, I, I think I have yeah. it now, but I still am not confident. Mm-hmm. It's July. <laughs> I believe July 16th. I'm not going to say mine just in case I'm wrong and my husband sees it. <laughs> I know. He knows that I don't know. In fact, like, sometimes I can't remember my own birthday, and so I can't remember how old I am, and so I have to, like, ask him in social settings, hey, babe, how old am I? Anyway, it's my husband's the hero yeah. of my life, yeah. is what we're my saying. My husband, too. Yeah. I, I can do what I do because of my husband. Uh, yeah, that yeah. feels real. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. I I have a funny story about um, <laughs> forgetting the anniversary. Um there was one year that I think it was probably like around 11 or 12, 12th year anniversary. I've been married to Ken 27 years now. Amazing. We've been together 30 years on Halloween. Wow. Halloween was our first date, which oh is my coming gosh. up. I kind of love that. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to post this podcast, <laughs> but right now it's just a couple of days before yeah. Halloween. So yeah. that'd be fun. Um, 30 years on Halloween. Yeah. So um, anyway... We were going about our life, going about our day, and um, I needed to look up somebody's birthday. And our mm-hmm. church used to do this like bulletin where they would post everybody's anniversaries, birthdays, all of that. And as I'm looking in July to check who's, you know, this specific person's birthday, I go, Oh, my anniversary's today. <laughs> This sounds like the story of my life. But this was great because my husband also forgot that year. It was a very busy year. Um, So at least it was like mutual. (laughs) It was mutual. Like neither of us know how to do that. And so I called him up and I said, hey, um, do you know what today is? And he said, nope. (laughs) Good. Great. Glad you don't know. All right. So yeah, that's how we ended up figuring that year out. But um, (laughs) so... On my podcast, yeah, eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. I um, just I have great conversations with my friends, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, oh, I want other people to be able to hear these conversations. Yeah, so I did a season where Shara was on with me, and mm-hmm. now I'm going to do a season where you're on with me. That sounds fun. And so Rachel's going to be coming on with me, mm-hmm. and you'll get to know her more. And you're going to get to hear from her more and her, what she specializes in and what she's excited about. And um, We're just going to talk concepts. We're just going to talk about consulting things mm-hmm. and um, uh, life's journey. So yes. I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. All right. Yeah. Anything you want to say before we just go no, ahead and No, I mean, I think this, this is such a fun co- podcast and such a fun idea. <laughs> Did it, is it recording? Yeah, it's still working. It's such a fun idea. I think that... I found myself in the middle of those conversations all the time where you're so excited and you're like talking about things that feel so important to the world. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, well, yeah, I guess it's just going to stay with us. Yeah. So I love this idea. And the other thing too, that happens to me a lot. I don't know if it happens to you, Mm -hmm. but you're like trying to retell us a conversation 
<laughs> to somebody. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, man, it was so much better in the moment. <laughs> I said exactly the way I wanted to say it back then. I wish you could have been there. So I'm hoping to capture those moments more with my friends. So thanks for coming on with me. Well, thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Hey, a correction I'd like to share from today's episode is that we mentioned a YouTube channel. And we're actually not going to do a YouTube channel I honestly just don't have the energy or the time to be able to do that. So please ignore the YouTube channel comment. And otherwise, I hope you enjoy it. We're going to go ahead and just transition straight into more time with Rachel. I hope you enjoy. All right. Welcome to Eavesdropping Podcast. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll create some conversations that you'll enjoy eavesdropping upon. <laughs> and um, with me again is Rachel. Mm-hmm. Hi, Rachel. Hi. I'm really excited to have you. Okay. Um, I ate some food, and I'm aware that there's food <laughs> in my teeth, and uh, it's not pleasant. <laughs> I can't see anything. I think it's you're great. safe. It's yeah. great. It's just going to be sitting there, like, bugging me. I need to floss. Anyway. TMI, too much information, and for those who know me, these are some of the things they love about me, right? <laughs> so, um, but I want to help everyone get to know you a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, totally. So tell us about what you do. Yeah. Um, so I'm a life consultant, mm-hmm. obviously, because that's the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm a life consultant. I've been doing that for, um, I think I did the math the other day. I think I've been doing like six, seven years for my job, mm-hmm. and then... Um, uh, several years before that, just working with people consistently. So uh-huh. I did an internship where I, I worked with people, um, you know, on a weekly basis for a long time. And yeah. then um, someone named Abby Stumble mm-hmm. came and was like, hey, you're really good at this. You should come do it with me. Nice. So that's kind of what happened. And then I've been doing that ever since. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. You yeah. are good at it. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I feel like it's what... Um, I always wanted to do, mm-hmm. and it's always really fun to feel like you are kind of doing the thing that you yeah feel both like it's right in the middle of something that you feel powerful doing mm-hmm. and that you feel good about doing, and also that it's like your dream. I know. Yeah. I love helping people, and yeah. it's, uh, I can't believe I get to do this for a living. Yeah. I often feel that way. Yeah. It's, it's such an honor and a privilege. Yeah. Such an honor and a privilege. People trust you mm-hmm. with some really hard places. Yeah. And I always try to remember to never have the awe of that be too far. Yes. For me. Like me to too. remember like people are sharing the things that they've never shared. Yeah. With anyone. Before. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's the a big things honor. that people process with us. Huge mm-hmm. deal. Huge yeah. deal. Yeah. So what are some of the things your clients come to you about? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of it is our own life story, Mm -hmm. right? So I think we give away what we have Mm -hmm. and the things that we've worked on and have spent hours and hours in our own meetings with life consultants or therapists Mm -hmm. or coaches. Mm -hmm. And so um, I work a lot with people um, with codependency because that was a big part of my story. I had a hugely codependent relationship with primarily my mom, but really most of my yeah people in my life and sometimes I like to say I had a codependent relationship with God <laughs> yes. because my parents were missionaries and so it was kind of all about like 
our life revolved around making God happy. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, so I love the Lord yeah. and still feel very, like, have a good relationship with God. But for sure, I had to almost work through a lot of beliefs about that. Yeah. So um, I work with people a lot about that. Yes, And great. Um, I had a pretty huge, dr- like, dramatic journey in kind of the more recent years of my life where um, I got married. And then my husband's mom, who I've kind of had a really she was almost like my second mom kind mm-hmm. of came into the place. And so we had a really close relationship and then she was diagnosed with ALS. Mm-hmm. And so we went into like our trauma response, like, Oh my gosh, we have to solve it, fix it, make everything better. Cause we yeah. were both are both recovering codependents. Yeah. So we were like, go to the rescue. And so we moved to Deanna and lived in her basement wow. <laughs> as she, um, kind of got worse and worse with the disease and then eventually passed. Um, so we went through that and then of course both all of my pain from childhood mm-hmm. resurfaced in like this very wild triggering way yeah. and then um, that felt really out of control and that just challenged me to dig even deeper into the stuff that I had already kind of been on the journey of but yeah. really hit this deep point of me in a new yeah. way um, and so a lot of my own pain resurfaced in that and so out of that was like I ha- developed a really um, I had eating things beforehand, mm-hmm. but um, at that period of my life, my eating disorder like spiked through the roof, and wow. I um, was very, very restricted, mm-hmm. and um, my body dramatically changed uh-huh. because of how restrictive I was being with food. So I talk a lot about people's relationships with food and mm-hmm. the emotions that they have around them, yeah. and um, trying to bring some compassion in. And yeah. I think compassion is the common thread, right? Yeah, I think. Yes. We're just trying to integrate compassion in as many places in people's lives as we can. Yeah. yeah. And something you and I also have in common is that mother-in-law piece. Mm, yeah. My mother-in-law, <clears throat> she, ha- she had gotten cancer, mm. lung cancer. Yeah. And... Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And she also was like a mom to me a second. Um, well, my mom passed away uh, when I was 17. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of loss there. Yeah. So, um, losing Diane was really hard and we had, we had worked through so many relationship issues, mm-hmm. her and I. Yeah. And so it was like, and that's so true. Like, cause that's how it felt for me was like, I had had so much pain with my own mom. So I had all these walls up mm-hmm. and then here's this new woman. Who's like, hey, you can trust me. You can mm-hmm. let your walls down with me. I yeah. want to like be the mom for you that you never had. <laughs> right? And then your little kid on the inside is like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get on mom. This is the best idea ever. Mm-hmm. But also, you are scary mm-hmm. because I have no trust yeah. in women. And so, okay, I guess I'm going to like try to learn how to let you love me. Yeah. So I went through this whole process with her <laughs> where I'm like letting my walls down and then it, when we found out, I was like, I was like, of course, this feels like such a cruel joke. Mm-hmm. Like it instantly yeah. felt like everything was yanked out from under me. And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, of course, this is what happens. Wow. Yeah. So my mother-in-law was a tough as nails woman. Mm. So she wasn't the one coming to me going like, let me mother you. Yeah. Um, she just did it. <laughs> you know, and you're just like. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. She, she was, was just, fiery she and just, feisty. Oh, so fiery and feisty. Yeah. Not very nurturing. But if you were... That's how powerful. Yeah. Probably. And if you were, you know, if I was ever sick or, you know, if I ever needed anything, she'd get mm-hmm. those things for me. Right. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, she was great. I really enjoyed her. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, what is, you know, when you, what are you learning? Like, mm. so this, these are the things that yeah. you can I teach. I love that question. What are you learning? Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a really good uh, meeting with my own therapist. <laughs> nice. Yesterday. Nice. I always tell people, I'm like, if you're ever going to work <clears throat> with people, the way to stay close to humility it's just to be always really try to be honest with yourself and mm-hmm. doing your own work yep. over and over and over again. I tell people, ask them who, if you're going to go see someone, ask them who they're seeing. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I think that just, it adds this level of like, you know, um, my mentor Abby says all the time, you can't have compassion on someone that you feel superior. Then. Yeah. Because compassion only happens between equals. Mm-hmm. That's what she says. Mm. And so in my mind, I'm like, a way to stay equal to... Yeah. Everyone who's working on their pain is I have to be yeah jumping in the trenches with myself. Yeah. So I had a really good meeting with my counselor yesterday where we were talking about my mom. Mm-hmm. And I was crying, <laughs> hysterically <laughs> sobbing, just connecting to emotions mm-hmm. in like a new way. Yeah. I think a big thing is, you know, my relationship with nurture. Yeah. And a lot of it is saying, you know, how do I nurture myself in the way that I didn't? Mm-hmm. receive when I was a kid and how yeah. do I connect to this idea of like I can create a reparenting experience for myself yeah where I'm saying hey I know that you don't always know how to be yeah you don't always know how to be uh in this pain because your mom didn't hold you didn't nurture you didn't connect with you mm-hmm. and so you have all these ways and all these coping mechanisms to jump out of that pain yeah to be like, this feels a yeah. way to avoid this feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> mom pain. <laughs> I'm like, you know, me... just some casual, uh, just some <laughs> casual conversations. <laughs> yeah. I have mom pain. I have mom pain as yeah. a daughter. I have mom pain as, as a, mom. a mom. Yeah. Yeah. That feels really real. Oh yeah. It's, it's very fascinating. It's like, you know, learning what you can learn, um, and staying, again, staying Mm -hmm. humble. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things I did as a mom, as a mistake Mm -hmm. was, um, you know, with the control and needing to keep them from having pain. Because you're trying to protect other people from the pain that you experience. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's so real. So I would say like fear is the biggest trip trip up stumbling block for all mothers yeah what were the ways that you because something that I love that you talk about with you know your journey and like working through mom stuff is Mm -hmm. I think and I think I told you this at one of our hangouts like it takes such like radical freedom from shame Mm -hmm. to be able to be like both have compassion on yourself yes for the places that you're like I know that this was because I had pain, and mm-hmm. I know that I never got what I needed, but also I'm owning on this other side yeah. how I didn't show up for you mm-hmm. and the consequences of some of the things that I did because I thought that was the best thing at the time mm-hmm. has really impacted you yeah. in a way that's been painful. Yeah, yeah. Holding that space, I think it's, it's as a mom... <clears throat> As, cause like my daughter recently, one of my daughters recently came to me and was processing through mm-hmm. some mom pain with me. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and I love that you're such a safe place for her to have those emotions and have those conversations and yeah. say, here's my pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of her pain was, you know, you, you say you're not controlling, but I've experienced you controlling just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was one of the things I thought in that moment was, yeah. yeah and if I was still that mom back then that I was then, if I was still her now, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even be able to have this conversation mm-hmm. with me. Yeah. Right. And, um, so, but in that moment, um, just validating her, right. And being like, yeah. Yeah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the moment. I think moms need to know their moments. Like when yeah. is it when is it time to share your why heart or and your what why? you were feeling? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Because otherwise, it can feel like invalidation. It feels it like it can feel like an excuse. It does. Even like if your excuse. intention is, I just want you. I to just know want why. you to know that I really do love you and I yeah. really do care about you. Yeah, and yeah. It, <clears throat> when our kids are sharing their their pain, yeah, the only response. Mm. is I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry that, right? Right. <laughs> and and yeah. There's no explaining it away. Mm-hmm. There's no my side. Like yeah. let me let me share my side. There's only her side and yeah. saying, "Yep, that's true. Yep, that's true." I don't care if it's um partly true. Like <laughs> don't get yeah, you can't get you hung can't up. get divisive about what is allowed and what isn't. No, you yeah. cannot get hung up. So, mm-hmm. you know, in those moments when if I if I see something, if it feels like oh, that's like partly true, mm-hmm. then I what I say is I can see how that's oh, true. It would feel that way to you. Yeah, for sure. And I, I can, can see, see how that's true because yeah. there's a partial truth there. Yeah. There's a bigger story. Like maybe there's just part of the story that mm. she knows and she doesn't know the full story. Right? Yeah. Um, totally. But I can, you know, hey. I can totally see I, how it would have felt that way. I can see how that's true. Yeah. And I don't even I don't even like to say it. I can see how you felt like that. Mm. Because You then like the, to say like their truth is real. Yes. That's so validating. Yeah. Because... Yeah. It can come off like, I'm sorry, you feel <laughs> feelings like that, right? Mm, you know? Yeah, I can totally see how sometimes <laughs> of our intention in that, yeah. like, I can understand how someone else could read the intention mm-hmm. as, you're saying that my experience is invalid. Right. That's a really good point. Right. Yeah. So I like to say, like, oh, yeah, I can see how that's true. Mm-hmm. I can see why you feel that. Yeah. I, I can see why you feel that. I think yeah. that's better than, I'm sorry that you felt that. Mm, I can see why. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I think that takes so much like personal work. It takes a lot of part. personal weight. A lot of personal work. Yeah. Um, talking about you mentioned your mentor, Abby Stumble, uh-huh. was also my mentor yeah. for a season. And one of the things she told me <laughs> mm. she said I was talking to her in my fearful controlling mom space, right? Yeah. And um I can't even remember what it was I was saying but I was spiraling about something. My daughter, I was worried about something. Yeah. And um, I <clears throat> I was sharing about like some measure of wanting to help that was actually control. Mm, sure. <laughs> Which is codependency. Yeah. We're like, we love you so much. Let me control you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. And she goes, well, that just makes you a bad mom. Mm. And. I'm an eight on the Enneagram. You're like, no, don't tell me that I... Well, what did you hear on the inside before I fill so, in the gaps? Yeah. Tell me what you actually thought and felt. Um, 
It was the best. Now, I've talked to her about She's like, I yeah. said that to you. Like, she doesn't remember uh, saying uh, that. Uh, yeah, I'm a little surprised. I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's not normally her thing. Yeah. It's not normally her thing. But it was that God moment. She said mm. the right thing at the right time. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, her telling me my worst fear. Oh, you're a bad mom. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm facing this. Mm. And I think that was a huge breakthrough for me. Because yeah. I needed to face... And, and then from there, it was um, learning to not have my relationship with my children based on wanting to be a good mom, mm. but learning to have a relationship with my children for who they are and for who, who they are. are. And actually connect with them. Yes. That's so beautiful. That the focus isn't, am I a good mother? Am I a good wife? The focus is, how is my relationship with this child, that mm. child, with my husband, Right? Yeah. And then it's not about good or bad. Yeah. It's about developing relationship. Mm, that feels so important because I think that it's such a, it is the block for us to have in those conversations, right? Because mm -hmm. immediately we feel like who I am mm -hmm. is in question yeah. because of how you view me. Yeah. And if I can kind of have that internal security about that I'm okay, I don't actually need to be good or bad. Like, mm -hmm. I can accept my humanity in this. Yes. Yeah. That I can be like, I'm a human, mm -hmm. and I have pain, and I have things that I did that may have been felt was wonderful, yes. and there were things that I did that were felt as pain, and both feel true. Yes. I think that's something that I'm always trying to, like, even with my clients and working with them with conflict, mm -hmm. being like, if we can take off whether or not you have to judge you yeah. as being good or bad yes. depending on what the other person says then you can actually hear what it is that they're saying about their pain you, you can, can actually say like what you were saying i can Remove. see how that's true yeah like i can see how um like invalidate yeah other people's experiences with us yeah it's just not about you yeah right like where you're in those conversations with people mm -hmm. and it's just not about you. It's actually about them in that moment. Yeah. And then you're not considering yourself as much. And so, and so when my kids, I'm, my husband and I invited our children into um, conversations where it's mm -hmm. like, hey, because uh, we did our own work, right? Yeah. He did That's his the work. Key. I did my work. I, I continue to do my work. It's yeah. not like it's over. Sure. Um, and... Um, inviting them in going like, Hey, yeah. we know we messed up. And if there's anything that you need to say to us, like here's some spaces in which mm -hmm. you can do that. Yeah. And then not only that, but, um, owning, like, I know I wasn't good at this and I know I was, mm -hmm. I failed you here and yeah. I'm sorry for this. And I wanted more for you here. Um, it helps. I know, like, mm -hmm. one, of, one of my children, my husband was making something right with them. Okay. And my husband had a 10-year, 10, 10 to 12-year uh, really bad nerve damage struggle. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he still has it, but it's not, uh, it's not as bad as it was. Mm. And um, he was checked out a lot during that season. Like, you know, giving everything yeah. he it's had. so much pain. You have to dissociate a little bit, yes. I think, just naturally as humans when yeah. you're in consistent pain. Absolutely. Yeah. Consistent pain, level 7 to 10, Yeah. 24-7, only sleeping for sure. one to two hours at a time, and sometimes only getting three hours of sleep a night. It was that way for like 16, uh, 16 years. Yeah. yeah, 12 to 16 years. Yeah. Um, I'd have to 
really think about. It feels really impossible to try to figure out how to be in that level of survival. Yes. And try to show up emotionally. And be there as a dad and a husband. Yeah. 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 So, and he did great. Like, with what mm-hmm. he had, he did great. Yeah. But there was lack. Yeah. There wasn't enough. 100%. And so, but the kids, you know, they're so used to, like, believing the best, right? We're all, I think we're all trained as children. I, I yeah. always say, like, we're trained to um, believe the best mm-hmm. about our parents. 100%. Because they are the source. Mm-hmm. They're the source of our needs being met. Yeah. And so there's a little kid inside of us that's like, listen, if there's an option <laughs> to have a connection to the source or not, like, cause even though it's not true that we're going to abandon our kids if right. they're upset, right. you know, right. as we're kids, we're like, well, we can't see them as anything right. but good. Because right. if I see that, then maybe I'll be separated. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a sense of abandonment there. Or maybe there'll be a sense of like where you pull away from me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, with this one, one of the kids, mm-hmm. he was, you know, saying like, I wasn't there for you during your teenage years like you needed. So and, validating. And I wasn't there for you in this way. He was very specific, yeah. right? And I think that's the other important part is being specific. So good. Yeah. And, um, when she goes to go, dad, it's okay. I know you were struggling. Yeah. He goes, no, mm-hmm. no, it's not okay. Such evidence of being able to own your mm-hmm. own thing and working through your own yeah. stuff. Yeah. He's like, it's not okay that I wasn't there for you. It's not okay that you were abandoned. It's not okay. He's like, you were robbed. You were robbed of a father. Yeah. Huge. Huge. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So if you can, like, he wasn't making it about him in those mm-hmm. moments, right? It really was about her. And it needed to be. It's beautiful. Absolutely needed to be. Yeah. So I think as parents, if we can do our own work mm-hmm. to where we can stop making it about us. Yeah. And really, like, the I, the idea is the enemy is shame. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because I always think, like, I, I work with some parents, and a lot of times I'm always encouraging them to, like, hey, like, we need to get you out of shame. And the thought is, like, no, I kind of need to, like, hold on to shame because shame will make me a better parent. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. if I feel like I'm constantly judging if I'm doing good or bad, mm-hmm. then, like, that'll motivate me to, like, yeah. <laughs> be a better parent and show up more. And so there's a sense of that. But what I always tell them is, like, no, no, no. You don't understand. Yeah. Because the truth is, you're going to screw up. Mm-hmm. There are going to be places that you are not what your child needed. Yes. <laughs> and for us, like, that just feels realistic. 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, impossible to be everything. in this. So you're impossible. going to. Mm-hmm. What you want is that someday you can work on your shame enough so that when they come to you, mm-hmm. you can say what he said. Yeah. You can be like, no, your pain matters. And yes. try to have connection and a bond yes. over that experience. Yes. Instead of, you know, shame mm-hmm. would be the defensive thing. Like, that would say, oh, no, 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 let me explain. I was trying so hard. Can't you see that I was trying so hard? Mm-hmm. And again, shame makes it about our own sense of self-worth. Yeah. So we're like, oh, my gosh, child, I need you to know. Yes. That I was being good. Yeah. So that I can feel okay with myself. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is why it's so important for parents to get to have self-compassion. Yes. Because if they can't have self-compassion, then they can't sit in the moment when the kid's like, here's where you screwed up. Absolutely. I'm so mad at you. Absolutely. What have you done to my life? Yes. Shame actually blocks you from being able to have any type of reconnection moment, rebonding yeah. moment between yeah. your kids and your parents. So when I talk about my husband did the work, I did the work. Yeah. A huge part of the work we did was dealing with shame. Yeah. So we're, I want to wrap this up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give some pointers on dealing with shame? 
Oh, yeah. I know. I'm putting you on the spot. Just as like a last thought. <laughs> How do you handle the monster of your life? <laughs> well, I think letting go of judgment yeah. is a big part. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I was reading this book the other day. Well, letting go of judgment and embracing self-compassion mm-hmm. to me feels like the biggest parts of, of getting out of shame. Yeah. I feel like I know I just used a lot of like words yeah. to say things, uh-huh. but um, I was reading a book about a nerd I'm a nerd, everyone. I was reading a book about self-compassion the other day, Uh and she said something that I thought, this is the best quote. And she said that self-compassion is the opposite of self-esteem. Because self-esteem is about if you're good or bad. Yeah. Whereas self-compassion is about embracing our humanity and embracing our own imperfection and thinking, I'm still worthy of love, care, connection, even though I don't do everything right. Yes. And I think that, for me, feels so true. Yes. So I think having self-compassion... On areas where we've had pain, yeah, and having compassion on the little kid mm-hmm. inside of yeah. us, extending that nurture yeah. to the little kid, being like, "Yeah, I know that here's the places that you were just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were just trying to survive." And I think some compassion says, "I understand why you coped in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't judge you for this coping mechanism. Yes, yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I." Would love to add to, um, I think, a, labeling it. Mm. Like starting the level of awareness. Like yeah. when you start to have self awareness. 100%. And start asking yourself, is this shame? Yeah. Like, yeah, because I didn't actually know. Uh-huh. I thought I don't shame myself because I thought like shaming had a very specific yes. idea of what it sounded like. Yeah. And then I was like, oh no, shame meant like every time I said that I should do something or yeah. every time that I felt this feeling in my body of feeling yeah. gross. Yeah. Like there's yeah. so many ways so that many show, ways. shame showed up. So many ways. Yeah. And maybe we could do a podcast on that. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. I could talk about shame for hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rachel, thanks so much for being here. Well, thanks and for having me. Chatting this out. This was fun. Yeah. So good. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. I am so excited that you joined us today. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you liked what you heard today, please like and follow us. Uh, Subscribe to our podcast. Share it with your friends. We want to hear your feedback too. So reach out to us via the contact info in the show notes. And we'll see you next time.